0: Ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC Katie motherfucking boy. Okay, y'all, today it's all about the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I love making that noise. I used to do it to my niece Ava when she was little, and it would like literally scare the piss out of her. I don't know why, and I used to just do it all the time, and I still do it to her now, and she's 15 years old, and I'm doing it to all of you. Let me do it again. Ooh, it's creepy in here. I know that Halloween is right around the corner. This is not a Halloween podcast, even though you guys know that I love spooky season. This is about the zombie apocalypse. This is about what we as Woke and bitches from all over the world are experiencing on a daily basis with all of these dead ass, half alive motherfuckers that are dragging their legs around the earth, that are dragging their legs around Target and Walmart and just like on the streets, up into club, at work, at your school, at your kid's school, at your children's daycare, in politics. In religion, you name it, we're gonna we're gonna like cover the gamut because there are zombies everywhere. And we are gonna get so down, dirty, and deep today. And you guys are gonna feel so seen, you are gonna feel so heard, and you are gonna feel so validated. I promise by the end of this podcast, you're gonna be like holy mother forking shirt balls. <laughs> like, I'm woke, I'm ambitious, I might not be perfect. But I'm doing a pretty damn good job. But before we start, I want to give a huge shout out to the official sponsor of the Ambitious Podcast, which is Life Boost Coffee. You guys know I love me some coffee. What is so amazing about Life Boost Coffee is that the coffee itself is third-party tested for mycotoxins, heavy metals, and over 400 other toxins. Did you know, and let me tell you something. I love me some coffee. I know that y'all love coffee too, but coffee is the most like disgusting, toxic thing that we can eat or drink. And what's so amazing about Life Boost Coffee is it's mold and chemical free. Did you know that coffee is like the moldiest thing that we drink? The moldiest, that's right. Like you wouldn't lick mold off of a wall in a house that's damaged with mold. Why would you put it in your body? Why would you drink it? And why would you be like, oh my God, this is so good. It tastes so good. So their coffee is mold and chemical free. It's non-GMO. It's 100% organic. It's grown in the shade. It's fairly traded. And each part of the coffee, so like every different coffee that they have, is of single origin. So they don't take beans from all these different places and put them together in in a bag of coffee. And what is so amazing as well, and you know I love me some uh, sustainable practices, but what's so great too is that the farmers that farm this coffee for Life Boost, they get a fair wage and they use sustainable farming practices, which protects the environment and wildlife, obviously Mother Earth, and they donate a percentage of profits to protect the plants and the animals living in their coffee regions. So if you are looking for a really, really, really superb high-end, high-vibrational the best coffee. Go over to lifeboostcoffee.com and upon checkout, you just have to put in the code ambitious and you will receive forty percent off and free shipping on your first order. How amazing! And I actually now I get um, my coffee delivered to me every every uh, four weeks. So on your first, just try a bunch of different coffees. Like I, they have amazing flavored coffee. Um, I love the. The chocolate peanut butter, I love anything with coconut. One of my favorite coffees is the bur-, bur I can't even speak in the English. Bourbon Barrel Aged. It's like aged in bourbon barrels and it has like such a good flavor. And every morning I just drink the dark roast, which is my favorite. So head on over to Life Boost Coffee and get your 40% off by using the code Ambitious. Make sure when you do it, you don't sign up for the membership right away. You just get one straight order because they will not give you the 40% off of um, the subscription itself, and then choose whatever coffee that you like, and then they will ship it to you whenever you like, and you can get your subscription, and you get a huge percentage off as well when you use the the subscription. Okay, so I have some things coming down the Pretty Pink Pipeline. I've been having so many people reaching out to me. You guys, I am not MIA. I have just taken the next couple months off to put the finishing touches on my flagship program, Ambitious Academy. When I tell you what we are going to be doing in Ambitious Academy, you are going to jizz in your pants. I'm not even joking you. You're going to cream in your jeans. It's next level. When I tell you, and I'm going to just start eking it out as it comes, but it's a three month program. The first Ambitious Academy ever launches on Monday, January 3rd, 2022, and I am going to be teaching you in Ambitious Academy everything that you should have learned in school and more. I'm going to teach you how to live your most ambitious life, and by the end of these three months, you're going to be a motherfucking superhero okay? You're going to be a superhero. And it's going to be so fun because everyone is going to get a varsity jacket with ambitious on the back and with your name on the front. We're going to have um, a graduation ceremony with like real diplomas, a graduation party for everyone that gets through the three months. We are going to have the best freaking time. You're going to meet women from all over the world who are like-minded. So if you are looking to kick it old school and be part of it bitches academy, just reach out to me. You can email me at hello at kbmfc.com. You can slide into my DMs on Katie Boyd and Bitches on Instagram. But the best, best, best way to get in touch with me is by going on my website and getting on the ambitious app, all you have to do is go to kbmfc.com, go to join the community, and then sign up there, and then you can just DM me right on my app. It's literally like having my cell phone. So that's going to be launching January 3rd, but we're going to have everyone signed up, obviously, um, a little bit before that so we can get you situated. And then Bitchapalooza, which is going to be our three, uh, three-day retreat, it's going to be um, January 7th, 8th, and 9th, in Hudson, New Hampshire at Katie Boyd's Misfit Club. It's a very, very, very small, intimate group. We're going to have the freaking time of our lives. Like, I'm not even going to tell you yet what's happening. It's like, I'm going to drip it out a little bit at a time to just keep you guys just titillating. It's going to be next level. So that's the 7th, 8th, and 9th of January. If you're interested in that, reach out to me as well, and I can give you the deets on that, and I can get you all signed up. And... The best thing that you can do right now, if you want to connect with me and get a little gifty gifty from the HBIC herself, yours truly, Katie Motherfucking Boyd, is go over to iTunes. If you consume the Ambitious Podcast on iTunes and leave a five star and written review. And if I read your five star written review on the Ambitious Podcast, I am going to send you a beautiful gift just from my heart no strings attached. That's the quid pro quo. You give me a five-star written review. I'm going to send you a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gift. And in the meantime, if you are on um, Instagram and you see every week, we're going to have a podcast carousel. And what that is, is it's um, a little picture carousel on Instagram that explains to you what the Ambitious Podcast is all about if you head on over to that podcast carousel on my main page and you repost it on your page and you tag three friends and those three friends follow Katie Boyd Ambitious. I will also be sending you a gift. And in the meantime, get over on to the Ambitious app by going to kbrc.com and then join the community. And last but not least, I have one more spot open for the Ambitious Mentorship So all you have to do is go over to the app, inbox me that you're interested, and I will send you the link to sign up for your complimentary one-on-one Discover call with me. And all you'll have to do is when you sign up for that discovery call, you're just going to have to answer some questions about how ambitious your life is now, just so I know what I'm working with so that when we get on that complimentary call, I know what questions to ask you to see if we are going to be a right fit for each other working one-on-one. So... That's all I have to say. Obviously, I come here every week. I do this, you know, out of the goodness of my heart. I don't get paid to do this podcast. So I always want to make sure that I am letting you guys know what is going down in ambitious land. Okay, enough of this shit. Are you guys ready to talk about the zombie apocalypse? (sighs) Let me have a little sip of water because let me tell you, it's going to get real up in here. Up in here, up in here. Okay. Zombie apocalypse. So many people have been just reaching out to me
1: and they're like, Katie,
0: what the fuck is wrong with people right now? What the fuck is wrong with people right now? And I'm like, girl, it's the zombie motherfucking apocalypse. You know, it's so funny because we watch all these movies and we watch all these shows about like zombies and we're like, oh my God, that was such a, like Walking Dead is like such a good show. Like it's crazy. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, that shit's already happening right now. The zombie apocalypse is real. Just because the people aren't like uh, brains and they're not like eating your fucking face off doesn't mean that the zombie apocalypse hasn't started yet. Okay. And Kim Fox, who's my soul sister and online business manager, she sent me this text this morning. I was like laughing because we're, her. she and I are like so connected. It's like kind of scary sometimes. And it's from um, the Crystal Witch and she's this... Um, chick on Instagram who does a lot of really cool stuff. And she says, I'm going to tell you right now. So listen up. The people who don't want to wake up, who want to remain sleepers. So we're going to call the sleepers, the zombies. Okay. Who want to remain zombies, let them be. Don't get into your feelings over it or try to rescue due to your own trauma response. They are grown and they've made their choice. You've got work to do. So I'm going to really go down dirty and deep and talk about like how people turn into zombies in the first place. And by learning how people turn into zombies in the first place and use like, like, listen to what I'm saying. You might say, okay, like I'm not going to be doing these things. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to talk about how to spot a zombie and how to spot an HBIC. So how to differentiate between a zombie or a head bitch in charge. And then we're going to be talking all about the um, the different ways that people remain in this zombie energy. And then we're going to talk about the seven principles which help ambitious gain mental, spiritual, and physical freedom, aka they stay the fuck out of zombie land. And then we're going to talk about the 10 ways to be ambitious and break away from zombie land, okay? So the self-defense from the zombies, Okay. So if you guys haven't listened to yet or bought the book, you can actually go over to YouTube and just listen to it for free. The, the whole entire audiobook, Soup to Nuts, it's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Okay. I have been re-immersing myself in this work. I mean, I've been listening to Napoleon Hill and reading books by Napoleon Hill since I was a little girl. I always talk about that story about how when I was 13 years old, I took my babysitting money and I like went and bought um, Think and Grow Rich. And that's truly how I became, well, one of the ways, but one of the largest ways that I became who I am today, a self-made millionaire that probably shouldn't be in the world that she's in right now. You know, like I didn't come from, no offense to my mom and dad, but they weren't the Rockefellers and, you know, They didn't know when they were younger how to raise someone who was ambitious. I mean, they did their best and I love them for that. But if they would known then what they know now, because obviously I teach them and I preach to them and they're around my energy all the time and they can't (laughs) escape it, it, their lives would have been totally different. So I know that my definiteness of purpose here on this planet is to help women wake up And step into their power as ambitious women, as HBICs all over the world. That is my definiteness of purpose. And I've already done that in my own life. And that's why I show up here week after week, day after day. And I just keep going and going and going. And I will spread this message until my last breath. That's just, that's just, that's just the real deal. But what I'm going to go through today, it's extensive and it may take you listening like a million times to this one podcast, but in the meantime, if you can go over to YouTube and just listen to the entire, uh, audiobook of outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill and pretty much, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, and this is going to be a lot of different information. So I'm, I'm, I hope that you don't think, Oh my gosh, talk about this again. I'm not, this is like even deeper, deeper. And I'm coming from a place of right now. I mean, we are living in 2021 going into 2022. We have literally in so many ways lost like almost two years of our lives to being zombies. I mean, I've been a fucking zombie. Some of my best friends and some of like the people who I look up most to in life, they've been zombies because it's almost like you can't escape the energy right now because it's so thick. But if you can keep yourself out of zombie land as much as possible, you are going to live an ambitious life. Okay. So the first thing, the first thing that I want to talk about is how do people turn into zombies in the first place? So the the number one crux of the issue is fear. When people turn into zombies, they're serving fear over faith. They've lost their faith, they've lost their courage, they've lost their heart, they've lost their drive, they've lost their motivation, and they've actually let fear overtake their, not only their physical bodies, but more importantly, their mind and their energy. The way that we are kept in this zombie apocalypse energy is through six things, okay? And they talk about this not winning the devil. But I'm going to kind of take it, I'm going to use it to what we're dealing with right now in 2021, which is this zombie apocalypse energy, okay? So the way that we are kept in this zombie apocalypse energy is through these six things. And it's all fear. So number one is we are kept in zombie apocalypse energy through fear of poverty. Right now, I don't care who you are, you could be a billionaire, you could be a multimillionaire, if you are living in this time right now and you are very awake to what's happening in our world, the people that run our world, they're not the politics, they're a dark force energy that puppeteers all these people that we think are the ones that are actually running the world, which are like the religious leaders and the politicians and the government and Big Pharma and um you know, just all these other like elite places, people, environments, etc. okay? They are the ones that are puppeteering them, okay? I don't even know who these people are, but I know that they exist. And there are dark forces on this earth, because if there weren't dark forces on this earth, we wouldn't know the difference between good and bad, light and darkness. Get Catch my drift? Okay. So the first thing that they do is they keep us in fear of poverty. So right now, I know so many people that are just like scraping and they are clawing and they are just trying to make make ends meet or they have plenty. They are abundant and they're wealthy, but they're so afraid of losing it. So they start acting foolish. And then when they start acting foolish because they're so afraid of losing all their fortune or not having enough or being poor, being broke, not being affluent, not being abundant, they start to act foolish, which in turn makes them turn into that zombie-esque energy. The second way that we're kept in this zombie apocalypse energy through fear is fear of loss of love. And right now we're fearing loss of love in so many different ways, right? We're fearing loss of love of, oh gosh, what if my grandmother gets COVID and she dies, right? What if my husband gets COVID and he dies? What if I speak my truth and the people that don't That love me don't love me anymore? What if I show up as my most ambitious, authentic self and the people that I think love me and have my back and my front don't love me anymore? That's fucking scary. And that keeps people back from being their true, authentic self. And when you're not showing up as your true, authentic self, people are actually loving you for all of the fucking wrong reasons. They're not loving you for who you truly are. And is that real? No, that's zombie apocalypse. That is zombie energy. The next thing that they keep us in that zombie energy is through fear, is fear of ill health, illness, sickness, and disease, right? Everyone right now, Matt and I, the other day, were out to lunch, and there was this cute little old man, super sweet. He was having a cocktail at the bar. And he was just like, you know, like on his phone, whatever. And he sneezed. And I looked at him. I said, oh, God bless you. And he looked at me like I was going to like burn him at the stake. He goes, oh, oh, it's not COVID. I just have a little allergies. I go, sir, people still sneeze in this day and age. I know it's crazy, but people still sneeze. And he goes, oh, I got my second booster for, for COVID. And I was like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like people still sneeze. You could have had like a little like tinge of freaking dust go up your nose and like you sneezed. I don't think that you're going to like, first of all, I'm so high vibe and high immune. My immune system is so fucking amazing. I don't get sick. So you can spit in my mouth. You can sneeze all over me. I don't really give a shit. I was just being nice and saying, God bless you. Cause that's how I was taught as a child. Right. It's probably not even a right thing to say, but it's just an old habit, you know, but people are so afraid of being sick. They're so afraid of you thinking that they're sick. It's just fucking crazy. And then our whole lives are spent trying to keep ourselves well. And it's like, for what? Just eat healthy food, exercise, drink your water, be around high vibe people. I mean, I talk about this on the ambitious podcast all the time. I'm not going to go you know, back into that, but that's how another way that we are kept in this zombie apocalypse energy through Ill, fear of ill health, fear of illness, fear of disease, fear of sickness. How many people do you know right now that are not living their lives? They're not traveling. They're not doing things that make their hearts sing because they're so afraid of getting sick. Instead of fucking thinking about getting sick and about the, the vaccine or the shot or whatever the hell you want to call it, why don't you focus on just being well? Don't think of the bad. Think of like, oh, I'm going to wake up every day and I'm just going to like make my physical body so immune and so high vibrational that like I can't get sick. I can't get ill. I can't get disease. Do you know what I mean? So that's the, the third way. The next way is a fear of old age. Everybody right now in is either A, afraid of getting old because they're like, oh, I'm old and I'm going to like fall apart and I'm not going to be beautiful anymore and I'm not going to be able to do all these things, right? Or think of like what people are saying right now about COVID. Oh, it's affecting our grandmas and grandpas. And then the old people are so afraid of being old that it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy that they get sick because their mind controls their fucking bodies. And this is another way that, the dark forces, enemy energy, keep us in this fear and keep us in this zombie apocalypse energy, is fear of old age. The next one is fear of criticism. When you, again, don't want to show up as who you truly are, if you have like something on your heart that God put in your heart, like for me, it's ambitious. It's helping women be ambitious, Right. For some people, it's curing, wanting to find a cure for cancer. For some people, it's being a teacher. For some people, it's being a mom. Like, I don't care what that is to you, but if God puts something on your heart and you are afraid of being criticized for people thinking you're not whatever enough, good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, thin enough, whatever enough, and you are afraid of people coming for you, if you are afraid of people talking shit to you, and you care about that more than you care about what God placed on your heart as your definiteness of purpose, of course, you're going to feel like you're a zombie. Of course, you're going to feel like a drifter. Of course, you're not going to show up as God placed you here to show up. Of course. And guess what? That keeps perpetuating the cycle of the zombie apocalypse. And we just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the third dimensional reality instead of going to these higher dimensions of reality where there's joy and love and light and happiness and lightness. And last but not least, the sixth way that the dark forces, the enemy energy, keep us in fear is fear of death, right? Everyone is so motherfucking afraid of death right now that they are forgetting to live. This is actually what is keeping everybody in the zombie apocalypse. We are so afraid of death. And I'm not just talking about death from COVID. I'm talking about death from everything. Like, right, people are like, oh, I don't want to fly in a plane because I might die. I don't want to do this because I might die. I don't want to do that because I won't die. And you're fucking holding yourself back from life. So someday when you do die, as we all will, because that is, you know, death and taxes, When you're lying on your deathbed someday, I want you to say, wow, look at the life that I lived. Look at the life that I lived. It was so special. It was so beautiful. It was so incredible. It was so amazing. I exhausted myself to the point of no return. I put all of it out there on the stage. That's how I want your deathbed to feel like and be like and think like. I don't want it to be like, oh, I coulda, shoulda, woulda. I wish I didn't do this. I wish I didn't stay in that shitty fucking job. I wish I didn't care what people thought about me so much. I wish I divorced that asshole of a husband that I married. I wish that I told like that person to go fuck themselves. Like that's the shit that I don't want you to be going over in your mind when you're on your deathbed. If you have the privilege to have a deathbed. So those are the six ways. That we stay in the zombie apocalypse hypnotic rhythm of the low vibrational dark enemy energy. And when we're in the zombie apocalypse and we are in that low vibrational enemy energy, we can't be HBICs. We can't live ambitious lives because we are in the whirlpool of the zombie apocalypse energy. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you how to actually spot a drifter or a zombie or a low vibrational person, how to spot them. So I'm just going to read off a list. And this is also a list that comes from Outwitting the Devil. And this is how you're going to spot someone who is the opposite of ambitious. Because if you're here, you're here because you desire to lead and live and curate and create a more ambitious life, right? So you got to know what you don't want. You got to spot all the things and you got to point the finger at all the things that you're like, uh, uh, not for me, not today, Satan. So I'm just going to go through the list. And if you have any to add, you know, DM me, I would love to have a conversation about this, but this is what it talks about in outwitting the devil. Okay. Here's how we spot a zombie. A zombie will be conspicuous by his or her lack of self-confidence. So a zombie has no self-confidence. No self-confidence. Number two, a zombie will never accomplish anything requiring thought and effort. So if it requires too much thinking and too much effort on that zombie's part, they will never be ambitious. They won't accomplish it. Number three, they spend all their hard-earned money and more too, if he can or she can get credit. So a lot... Of, now, you remember, if you have been following bitches for a long time. There's the six life makers and breakers. So remember the last one in ambitious, the book, if you haven't picked up in ambitious, the book, go out, go over to my website and get it. But in the last part of ambitious, the book, it talks about, are you a rich bitch and that money mindset, right? If you are spending every ounce of money that comes in, and if you are putting everything on credit, remember if it's on your ass, it's not an asset. You're most likely a zombie. Number four, This zombie will be sick or ailing from some real or imaginary cause and calling to high heaven if they suffer the least physical pain, right? Do you ever meet anyone that's like, oh, they're always sick. They're always like, oh, I have this thing. I have that thing. Oh, this, this is flaring up. That's flaring up. I'm here to tell you, like, for, for example, when I hurt my foot, I told people what happened because I didn't want anyone to be like, where the fuck does Katie go? like, did she die? So I'm not saying that that's a zombie energy. What I'm saying is you have those people in your life that no matter what, they always have something fucking wrong with them. It's like the Macarena of issues, right? They're like my neck, my back, my pussy and my crack, right? They always have something. They're always talking about like my back, my this, I have this thing. I have this algae, that algae, this thing, that, that pain, my toenail, my this, It's like, shut the fuck up. And I know you all know people like that, okay? Napoleon Hill always says how, and and Earl Nightingale says this too, the only time you should ever talk about your sicknesses, illnesses, and diseases is with your fucking doctor. You should not be talking about your sicknesses, illnesses, and diseases like at lunch or out to drink with friends or on the phone. That That is a zombie. The next one is, they will have little or no imagination, number five. Number six, they will lack enthusiasm and initiative to begin anything that they are not forced to undertake, and they will plainly express their weakness by taking the line of least resistance wherever they can do so. I know you know people like this. Number seven, they will be ill-tempered and lacking in control of their emotions, right? People who pop off and who like get upset by the least little tiny thing, zombie, Number eight, their personality will be without magnetism and it will not attract other people, right? Like, so pretty much like a wet blanket, a fuddy dud, a stick in the mud, like not someone that you're like, oh my God, I want to be that person's best friend, right? You're like, I don't want to hang out with that person again. Yuck. Number nine, they will have opinions on everything, but accurate knowledge of nothing. How much shit do you see right now on social media where everyone is giving their motherfucking opinions on all these things and they literally do not have any facts to back this shit up? That is a zombie. Number 10, they're the jack of all trades, but they're the master of none. How many people do you know like this? They're just trying to do all the things. Like one week, they're trying to go to school to do this. The next week, they're trying to get this certification. The next week, they're trying to get that certification. The next week, they're trying to... Shut the fuck up. Stick to one thing and give 110% of yourself if you want to be an HBIC. Number 11, they will neglect to cooperate with those around them, even those on whom they must depend on for food and shelter, like their bosses. I had guys here the other day that were putting a fence in, in my yard and they were talking shit about their boss. And I was just like, even if your boss is a tyrant, he's feeding you. He's clothing you. If it wasn't for you, you wouldn't have a fucking job. Like, even if you feel that way, why are you telling me? Shut the fuck up. I didn't ask for your opinion. Number 12, they will make the same mistake over and over again, never profiting by the failure failure and adversity should be one of the biggest learning lessons ever. And if you are just doing the same thing over and over again and and just making the same mistake over and over again, you are a fucking zombie. Number 13, they will be narrow-minded and intolerant on all subjects, ready to crucify those who may disagree with them. Again, look at social media. Like I don't care what your stance is right now on any of the topics that are like goat plaguing like our world. But why are you thinking that you are right? Let everyone have their say. Stop judging people. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Number 14, they will expect everything of others, but be willing to give little or nothing in return. How many people do you know like this right now? Right? Number 15, they may begin many things, but will complete nothing. (laughs) I mean, like fuck. I can't tell you how many people in the past that I've worked with like this. I don't work with people like this anymore. Um, I am the kind of coach that, like, you are going to see your shit until the end. And so many people just sign up for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because they're just like chasing the dragon. Instead of saying, like, I am going to do this thing and I don't care how long it takes me, but this is my purpose and I am going to succeed and I am going to complete it. Number 16, they will be loud in condemnation of government but we'll never tell you definitely how it can be improved. How many people are like that? Do you know right now? They're talking so much shit about all the leaders of our world. And I don't agree with these people either, but I'm not like, you know, saying, oh, this person sucks. And then like saying like, oh, but he should do this or she should do that or whatever. Cause I don't give a fuck. Cause I'm the president of my own motherfucking United States. So (laughs) I don't lose sleep over this shit. And you shouldn't either, unless you're a zombie, then lose all the sleep that you'd like. Oh, Lordy. Okay, next. A zombie will never reach decisions on anything if they can avoid it. And if they are forced to decide, they will reverse themselves at the first opportunity. So you know these people, right? They make decisions and then all of a sudden they're flighty and they change the decision in the next week. I'm like, I know so many people who change their businesses like oh i'm doing this and then like the next week it's like oh i'm doing that and then the next week it's like oh but i i I figured out i'm gonna do this it's like you're not even giving the people who would be your ideal clients enough time to fucking swallow and digest what you're putting out there in the first place like you are a zombie next they will eat too much and exercise too little yup Number 19, they will take a drink of liquor, especially if someone else will pay for it. You guys know how I feel about booze. I love me a cocktail. But if you're drinking all the time to numb out, you're a zombie. The next one, they will gamble if they can do it off the cuff. I don't have a problem gambling. I've never been into gambling. I know so many people that are obsessed with gambling. Like, what are you gambling for? Like, take your money and put it in an S&P 500 stock and (laughs) co. Like, make your money work for you. Like, no, that's not smart. The next one, a zombie will criticize others who are succeeding in their chosen calling. How many people do you know when someone like, for me, example, has definiteness of purpose and they're fucking hating on me? People come for me all the time. You know what? So many people come and they want to work with me. They want to like business coach with me or they want to do mentorship with me because they want to be me and they don't realize what the fuck that I did for the last 20 some odd years to get me to the place that I am today. They think this shit happens like over fucking night. And then they talk shit about me because they can never live up to what I am. And I say, don't try to be me. Just learn the things that I'm teaching you and be your own self, be your own, whatever you're trying to be. And then so many people talk shit about me after they can't recreate what I've already created and they're trying to recreate something that is it's like a thumbprint it's like a fingerprint it's like there's only one of you just learn the tips and the tools and the tricks and the things that the person that you want to be like does and then implement them in your own life but to not get to that place and then talk shit like it's the person's fault you're a fucking zombie next one the zombie in brief will work harder to get out of thinking than most others work in earning a good living. How many people do you already always know that are always come up with some get rich quick scheme? Right? They're always hopping to the next multi-level marketing thing. They're always hopping to the next thing that they think is gonna make them rich quick. Instead of saying, how can I give service? How can I give value? How can I change someone's life? And then they don't realize that the money comes When you do that, next, he will, he or she will tell a lie rather than admit their ignorance on any subject. Like how many people do you know, like you're talking to them and you're like, oh, do you know what I'm saying? And then the person's like, oh yeah. And they have no fucking clue what you're talking about. And instead of just being like, you know what? I actually don't. Can you explain it to me a little bit more? Or these people that like, you know, never ask a question. And then they're just like, I don't get what the person's trying to say. It's like, raise your fucking hand in class, ma'am. And ask the teacher who was ever facilitating the education to help you understand it a little bit deeper. There's no shame in that. Next, if they work for others, they will criticize them to their backs and flatter them to their faces. I can't tell you how many people that I've had in the past work for me that did this to me. I, I mean, I always found out. And I actually always knew when, and this, I don't do this anymore, but when I was working with them, or when I was hiring them to work with me, I always knew that they were like zombies. But I always felt bad for them. I don't feel bad for any motherfucker anymore. Okay, so that is how you spot a zombie. Here is how you spot an HBIC. So that when you can spot an HBIC, these are the women that you de- should desire to be in acquaintance with, to be friends with, to be colleagues with, to work with, etc. Okay, number one, an HBIC is always engaging. In doing something definite, through some well-organized plan, she has a major goal in life to which she is always working and many minor goals, all of which lead towards her central scheme, right? All the HBICs that I work with and that have gone through my programs, who have worked with me one-on-one, who have business coached with me, et cetera, they always are doing something definite. Always, always, always. They, They have a goal. And they're like, I don't care. Come hell or high water, I am accomplishing this thing, period. Number two, the tone of her voice, the quickness of her step, the sparkle in her eyes, the quickness of her decisions clearly mark her as a person who knows exactly what she wants and is determined to get it no matter how long it may take or what price she may pay. Number three, if you ask her questions, she gives you direct answers and never falls back on evasions or resorts to subterfuge. She just is like direct. She's a direct motherfucking bitch. Okay. Period. Number four, she extends many favors to others, but accepts favors sparingly or not at all. Yup. Sounds about right. And HBIC will be found up in the front, whether she is playing a game Leading a cause or fighting a battle. Yup, true, 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 true. Number six, if she does not know the answer, she will say so frankly. I mean, I pride myself on being a pretty smart bitch, but if I don't know like the answer to something, I'm gonna like speak up always, like always. I used to not be like that. I used to be like embarrassed, like, oh my God, what if the person thinks I'm an idiot? Who cares? If they do, that they're an idiot. They're the idiot. They're the fucking zombie. Number seven, She has a good memory and never offers an alibi for her shortcomings. Absolutely. Number eight, she never blames others for her mistakes, no matter if they deserve the blame. That's right. Number nine, she used to be known as a go-getter, but in modern times, she is called a go-giver. You will find her running the biggest business in town, living on the best street, driving the best car. And making her presence felt wherever she happens to be. I know this is a little three-dimensional, but I'm just going on what this, I mean, this was written in like 1932, but it's true. Like anyone that I know that I hang out with has the best of the best and not because like they're like three-dimensional and they're like showing off because they demand opulence and they demand luxury and we, and everyone should too. And that's your birthright. An HBIC is an inspiration to all who come into contact with her mind. And last but certainly not least, the major distinguishing feature of the HBIC is this. She has a mind of her own and she uses it for all good purposes, period. That's it. So that is how you spot a zombie and that is how you spot an HBIC. I'm gonna tell you right now, I would rather be chilling with the HBICs any freaking day, any freaking day over the zombie apocalypse people. No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay. When you're around these zombies, okay, this, these are usually the thoughts and the energies that they have when they're living their most zombie apocalypse life. Okay. So if you're around people that display any of these energies, run for the motherfucking hills, okay? Here they are. Greed, lust, superstition, avarice, revenge, anger, vanity, and laziness. And all of these things are learned through heredity heredity and environment. So when you see people who display these energies, they're usually, well, I shouldn't say they're usually, they're 100% of the time learned through heredity. So it's like they watch their mothers and fathers and then their grandparents and so on and so forth display those same energies, right? Like, like, let's take superstition for, um, for a choice. Okay. So many people are superstitious and I grew up in a very superstitious household. Okay. You know, um, when people say like knock on wood, I'm actually looking up the meaning right now and it's really kind of fucked up. So here's the Wikipedia. Let me see. Okay. So saying knock on wood, hold on. Let me see here. So what's the meaning of the phrase knock on wood? The phrase is used by people who wrap their knuckles on a piece of wood, hoping to stave off bad luck. So in the United Kingdom, the phrase was touch wood and is often jokingly by tapping one's head. The phrases are sometimes spoken when a person is already experiencing some good fortune and hope that it will continue. For example, I've been winning on every race, touch wood, right? So when you're saying like knock on wood, you're saying that you actually believe that there is a doubt in your mind that I'm having this like amazing time in my life. Like I'm winning, I'm leveling up. I'm like having all this good fortune, good luck. But you're actually saying in the world and the universe, I'm afraid because this could come to an end, right? So the derivative, the, the, okay, let me see it here. All right. So where this came from was the association that wood and trees have with good spirits in mythology or with Christian cross. It's used to be considered good luck to tap trees to let the wood spirits within you know we were there. Traditions of this sort still persist in Ireland. The British version of the phrase touch wood predates the American knock on wood and was itself preceded by a Latin version, "absid omen, meaning... Far be that omen from us. This dates from at least the early 17th century when it is quoted by John Haywood in his a dialogue, blah, 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 whatever. And it isn't clear when touch wood began to be used as a token of good fortune. But, okay, so this goes on and on and on. But really, um, when when you pull this apart, to knock on wood means to knock on one's coffin. So it's warding away death. When you're warding away death, is that not... Like, didn't we just talk about that, like superstition, and then go back to the six ways that we stay in the zombie apocalypse, which is fear of death. So when you're learning these superstitious things or like, remember like, um, don't let a black cat cross your path or don't walk under a ladder, all this shit. Who taught you that? Right? Like, I remember my grandmother used to be like, don't open an umbrella in the house, it's bad luck. Don't walk onto this, don't do that. Remember? Don't step on a crack, you'll break your mother's back. This shit is three dimensional malarkey. It's a fear of all the things we talked about before. And we learn this through heredity and we also learn it through environment. So, when we're growing up when we're little and we're always around people who are lazy, or we're always around like gluttons or greedy people, or we always see people around us like our family, our caregivers, friends, older people who are always angry or they're vain or they're superstitious or they're, you know, um, angry all the time. We learn those bad habits and that's how you also can spot drifting mentality, right? Right. So remember, heaven and hell are here on earth and heaven and hell here on earth are our own choosing, right? When we have like these zombie thoughts and we have like these zombie-esque things that we do, like we act greedy or we are lustful or we're superstitious or we have avarice or we show revenge or we're angry all the time or we're vain or we're lazy, that is part of breaking, that's part of breaking out of this hypnotic rhythm it's part of breaking out of that zombie apocalypse energy and it's part of being the most ambitious woman that you can be period okay so i know this is again knows a lot of information but i told you i'm showing up and teaching you the things that i also need to remind myself of okay now here's the seven principles which help ambitious women gain mental spiritual and physical freedom Okay. So if you can live within these seven principles, you are going to escape the zombie apocalypse and you are going to be the HBIC of your most ambitious life. Okay. Here they are. Number one, you must have definiteness of purpose. You have to choose a purpose, a grand aspiration, a big goal, and you have to move towards it relentlessly with no avail and Just know, no matter what comes your way, who comes for you, come hell or high water, you will achieve this thing, period. And it is your purpose. Number two, you have to have mastery over yourself. Remember, discipline equals freedom. If you are driven by impulse all of your life, you will go nowhere just like a zombie, okay? So, you know, every day people fuck with me. Okay. I'm sure people fuck with you too. The zombies fuck with me. The zombies fuck with you because they know that we are ambitious. They can smell us coming a mile away. They can see our light and they're attracted to it like a moth to one of those like bug zappers. So every day people fuck with me. It is up to me to give my power away or not to these motherfucking zombies. So you have to master yourself. Like you have to say like, okay, I know that if I'm living in my purpose and I'm being the HBIC of my most ambitious life, like the zombies are going to come for me. So I have to master myself. When people come for me, how am I going to do that? And you make a list. Like this is all the scenarios that could happen to me today. And this is what I will do if it, if it happens. Number three, you need to learn from adversity. Failures are just failures. Whether we learn from them or let us let them stop us, it is up to us. Some of the best education that I've had in my life came from when I fall fell flat on my motherfucking face, period. Number four, you have to control your environmental influences. Who you hang out with matters. What your room looks like matters. What your home looks like matters. Remember, in a bitches, I always talk about your environment, right? You are the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most, Look at these people. Are they expanders? Are they HBICs? Are they people who have shown you like you can do it too? You can be amazing. You can live an ambitious life. Or are they a bunch of like, oh, that'll never happen. Why even try? Okay. Number five, time. Time can make the zombie apocalypse, drifting, and negativity permanent, but it can also make positivity and wisdom permanent. You can't waste your time. Every minute of every day should be being used to be ambitious, not a zombie. number six, harmony. In order for you to balance mental, spiritual, and physical aspects of your life, you must be the main actress in your dramaturgy. You have to be harmonious. And last but not least, caution. Always act, but always think before you act. How many people do you know? that literally just throw caution to the wind. Like they don't give a fuck, like whatever. They like fuck whoever they want. They date like just any Joe Schmo from Kokomo. They even marry fucking people who are zombies, knowing that they're zombies. And they're like, I don't know why I'm getting divorced. Cause you fucking married a Joe Schmo from Kokomo, motherfucker. Durr. Of course. Of course. Okay. This is the last thing. 10 Ways to Defend Yourself from the Zombie Apocalypse, okay? 10 Ways to Defend Yourself from the Zombie Apocalypse, to be ambitious and a break free from zombie land. Okay, ready? Number one, do your own thinking on all occasions. The fact that human beings are given complete control over nothing, save the power to think their own thoughts is laden with significance. Don't listen to social media. Stop watching the news. Create your own opinions on your own experiences. Just because your mother is a liberal doesn't mean you should be liberal. Just because your father is Muslim or Catholic or Christian or whatever the fuck doesn't mean you should be. Okay, make your own decisions. Number two, decide definitely what you desire from life, then create a plan for attaining it and be willing to sacrifice everything rather than accept the permanent defeat. I mean, geez, Louise. Number three, analyze temporary defeat, no matter what nature or cause and extract from it the seed of an equivalent advantage. So so many people fuck up and they fall flat on their face and they just like get defeated or they have a loss and they just like, huh, moving on. And they don't think about like, why did that happen? Why didn't that work out? What am I gonna do next time when I am tested or put in a similar experience? Number four. Be willing to render useful service equivalent to the value of all material things you demand of life and render that service first. So, so many people that I've worked with in the past, they want something for nothing. They want money. They want fame. They want power. They want opulence. They want all this, and they don't want to fucking show up and have a purpose and give value and entertain and educate and empower and inspire and motivate or whatever they do. That is being a zombie. When you're trying to get something for nothing and you have like these amazing gifts and talents that God gave you and you're not using them, you're a zombie. Number five, recognize that your brain is is a receiving set that can be attuned to receive communication from the universal storehouse of the infinite intelligence to help you transmute your desires into their physical equivalent. Remember how I always say, whatever you think becomes your reality right? If you're thinking negative, low vibrational zombie apocalypse thoughts, you're going to have a negative, low vibrational zombie apocalypse life. If you're like, I don't give a fuck, come hell or high water, I am going to be the HBIC of my, my most magical, amazing life, then you will be. It's the vibrational frequency that you're putting out to the earth and to the universe is what you're going to get equivalent back. It's a fucking law of the universe, guys, just like Just like the law of gravity. If a fucking apple falls out of the tree, it's going to hit the guy in the head, right? It's like Newton for Christ almighty. I don't know if you remember that part of your science class. (laughs) Go back and read a book. It's a law of the universe, just like the law of gravity. It cannot be changed. It's a law. The next one is number seven. Well, actually, let me back up for a second. Number six. I'm getting fucked. I'm popping off right now. Recognize that your greatest asset is time. The only thing expect, except the power of thought, which you own outright. And the one thing which can be shaped into whatever material things you want. Budget your time so none is wasted. Let me say it again. Recognize that your greatest asset is time. The only thing except the power of thought, which you own outright, and the one thing which can be shaped into whatever material things you want. Budget your time so none of it is wasted. I already said this. Time is of the essence. Number seven, recognize the truth that fear generally is a filler with which the devil or the zombie apocalypse energy or the low vibrational frequency or the enemy energy or the darkness occupies the unused portion of your mind. It is only a state of mind which you can control by filling the space it occupies with faith in your ability to make life provide you with whatever you demand of it. So if you are not always learning and thinking high vibrational thoughts and filling your mind with ambitiousness, that is when the darkness is going to come and use the unused portion of your mind. And that's when you start having these thoughts like, I'm so stupid, I'm so fat, I'm not good enough, who am I to be this, who am I to do that? You know, my family didn't go to college, why do I think I should be able to go to college? My family never made this much more than this much money, why do I think I can be a millionaire? Those are not your thoughts. That is the devil. That is enemy energy. That is the darkness. So fill your mind up with good, sound, high vibrational, ambitious thoughts and not ones of the zombie apocalypse and you will live your most ambitious life. Okay. Number eight, when you pray, do not beg. Demand what you want and insist upon getting exactly that with no substitutes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me take a little swig of my wawa. All this yelling got me crazy. <laughs> I'm really just so passionate about this. So think about it. All these people are like, oh God, if you just give me this like little scrap, I promise I'll be good. No, fuck that shit. God put you here to be a king or a queen. God did not put you here to be the motherfucking honey badger of 2021, 2022. God put you here to have opulence and wealth and abundance and health and everything else that we talk about in the ambitious lifestyle. So demand it and then do the things that it takes to get it. Next, recognize recognize that life is a cruel taskmaster and that either you master it or it masters you. There is no halfway or compromising point. Never accept from life anything that you do not want. If that which you do not want is temporarily forced upon you, you can refuse it in your own mind to accept it and it will make way for the thing that you do want. I'll give you an example. When my OBG... YN was telling me that my um, AMH, my anti-malarian hormones were low, which, you know, that's usually when women can't get pregnant. That's usually one of the things why they can't. Like I would remember her telling me this and I was saying in my mind, I will, I will listen to what you have to say, but I do not accept this thing as my reality. Or if you want to read an amazing book, um, a man's quest for meaning by Viktor Frankl, and he talks a lot about this when he was taken um, to Auschwitz, to the uh, concentration camps in World War II by the Nazis. He remembers like every day. And if you listen, if you read or listen to his book, there's so many times where this comes up where he's like, this is what's happening to me, but I do not accept it. This is what's happening to me right now, but I do not accept it. That's how he made it out. And He was actually saying that so many of the people that ended up dying in the concentration camps just from like, just dying, they weren't put in the ovens, they weren't gas, they just died were because they were like, just, oh, this is the way it is. I just have to accept it. And then they would just give up and die. But the people like him that were like, okay, this is, this is not permanent. This is temporary. And I don't have to accept this as my reality. They're the ones that made it out. And they were the ones that lived to tell about the Holocaust, you know, 60, 70 years later. Right. And last, but certainly not least, remember that your dominating thoughts attract through a definite law of nature. By the shortest and most convenient route, their physical counterpart. Be careful what your thoughts dwell upon. I'm going to say this one last time. Lastly, remember that your dominating thoughts attract through a definite law of nature by the shortest and most convenient route, their physical counterpart. Be careful what your thoughts dwell upon. Whatever you think you will become. Whatever you think you will become. I know this podcast was long, but I feel like it was meaty. I feel like it was super ambitious. If you are like just living in 2021, going into 2022, and you're like, what the motherfucker is wrong with people? This is what's wrong with people. So do all the things that I just said that are the opposite of being a zombie, and you will, I promise you, my sister, you will live your most ambitious life. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend. The more people that we have joined this ambitious movement, the more that the world will change for the better. Thank you so much. I love you and I will see you next week.